Hello, 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 honey buns and red people and ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs. Preferably, we don't have any pop-ups from the cat or the dog. Um, <laughs> how are you? How's it going? How's your day? How's your week? How is your 2019 going so far? Have you started bettering yourself yet? Not bettering yourself for the sake of someone else, but bettering yourself for the sake of you. Are you starting to work on your peace of mind? Are you starting to work on your joy? Are you starting to work on your business plan for your generational wealth? What you working on, honey? Let me know. Because Lord knows I, I, need to, I need to do better than what I'm doing. <laughs> but I hope you are doing well. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Uniquely Spoken. If you don't know, my name is Red. And let's get into this show. Because Jesus, the way the world is set up. <sighs> let's talk about it. It is time for just scrolling. But before we get into just scrolling, I have to pause to say happy birthday to my bestie, my co-host on one of my episodes, uh, the yin to my yang, my one and only Patrick Cody or Coda. I always mess up his last name on the, <laughs> for the show. I almost said his government name, for real. And when he hears this, he's going to be like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> so, but I do have to pause and say happy birthday. Um, This particular episode is, go- is recorded on his birthday. Prayerfully, I get it posted on his birthday. If not, you know what? Just take the whole month of January and just celebrate, okay? Uh, Go ahead and pop it for pimp one time. Um, Anyway, <laughs> The way life is set up and the way the world is set up, this episode, because I was so happy and so excited to reach episode 10, because to be honest with you, I didn't think I was entertaining enough to <laughs> to get to episode 10, but this was going to be a special episode in a sense, because I was going to cover some different topics. But seeing as though the world we live in at the moment is set up the way it is and it's being ran by a toddler um, throwing a temper tantrum, this I had, I had to shift some things. So my next episode will prayerfully be the episode that I actually wanted to record. But it's some things that's going on in the news, in the world, uh, in society that I feel like needs to be talked about and I have this platform so why not talk about it so thing number one first and foremost Centoya Brown is being released if you do not know the story of Centoya Brown I, I prefer I'm saying her name right um Centoya was locked up at the age of 16 I believe uh she was 16 and she was charged with uh first degree murder uh robbery and first uh it was another murder charge um but she was charged um and she's been in jail for 15 years now the person that she killed 
uh, Jesus, <laughs> the person that she killed was actually someone who bought her from she y'all have to look up this story she was prostituted and raped and a bunch of horrible things and she ended up killing the person that abused her for a long time really i think he bought her when she was 12 i believe um i might have that part wrong but she killed the person who was her abuser and they charged her as an adult. They didn't see her as a victim or someone fighting for her life, even though she was a minor. No, they charged her as an adult and she's been in jail for 15 years. And she was originally sentenced to life in prison but she was just given clemency and she will be released on August the 7th, I believe. And she will be released on parole. Me personally, why she, she served 15 years. Why is she being paroled? But I guess people feel as though, well, if we give them this, if we get, if we just let her out, everybody else would, I guess it's being seen in a sense as pacifying everyone else and i is it it this stirs up something in my spirit because when you read the story and you hear about it and you see everything that she went through she killed the person who was raping her on a constant basis um abusing her physically mentally in every way shape form and fashion she took his life to save hers. But the powers that be said, you know, hey, basically you should have let the law deal with it. And they locked her up. And I believe it's been a a large amount of people fighting on her behalf. I think at one point Kim Kardashian was uh offered to pay for her uh like the top lawyer that she could get. Um the Black Lives Matter movement in Tennessee, I believe, was working on her behalf. And it's a sad story. It's it's this part isn't particularly sad because I'm happy she get she's getting out. She deserves to be getting out. Why we why she has to wait till August, I don't particularly know. But by the grace of God, she's getting out. Now we are on the umpteenth day of this government shutdown and as i stated our country is being ran by a toddler throwing a temper tantrum basically well if you're not going to give me the money i'm not going to sign off and the people who deserve to be paid aren't going to be paid um i believe kirk franklin was going through an airport and he did a video and said, you know, the lady told him that he, she was having a bad day at the moment. And he said, why are you having a bad day? She said, because she didn't get paid. And it's certain, it's different jobs that are federal jobs that these people are not getting paid because I refuse to call him the president. The, the residents of the White House 
who was elected not by the people because that that's a different story for a different day jesus but he he's deciding well i deserve this money to build the wall to keep out the criminals and jesus my okay okay phone just going all off you disrespectful thank you but I deserve to keep out the uh, the criminals. I deserve to keep everyone safe. But yet, there is a story that two military men have been arrested for trying to smuggle, I think it was uh, $1 million worth of cocaine on a military, sh- on a military aircraft. Apparently, they, ha- um, they were sending it to, um, they were taking it. Lord, if my phone don't stop going now. Uh, they were taking it to Florida. They had been uh distributing. I can never say that word correctly, but they had been um sending or bringing drugs in, uh, different types of drugs in, in a hollow, a hollowed out um punching bag, and giving it to a person in Florida for them to sell, whatever the case may be. They were bringing over a million dollars worth of cocaine from Colombia on a military aircraft. And no, they were not Hispanic. Far as I believe. From the name. <laughs> they don't sound Hispanic. Um, they they work in your military, Mr. Miss Mr. Residence. Um but they uh they were found out because the stuff was being scanned and things didn't look right in this punching bag. And yeah. So like I said, they had done it before. Yeah, if you if you hear the buzzing in my phone, ignore it. Cause that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um but they had done it before. They had been bringing drugs in and this time they got caught. But these are the same people that one is working in the military and two, Mr. Resident, you're claiming you're going to protect us from the criminals and the drug dealers and things like that and they work for you. Didn't need a wall for that. Now did you? Anyway, Cause this, uh, just these stories for this episode has has upset my spirit. But they're um, they're being charged. No, no shock there. But this government shutdown is also affecting prison workers. There was a story that I just read. I think last night where a officer in phoenix no in florida uh officer in florida were was claiming you know this shutdown is basically going to start causing a lot of riots it's going to start causing you know uh people to break out of prisoners to break out of jail because officers are now calling in sick they're not going into work because they're not being paid basically um but an officer at one of the world's most dangerous prisons said there are more and more people calling in sick taking up you know taking off their time and everything like that because they're not being paid excuse me so 
Now you have uh, fewer people working with all of these prisoners. And they said, eventually this is going, you know, this is going to backfire on the people that is, is really keeping everyone safe because he stated that uh, predatory inmates will start, you know, hunting on the weaker inmates. You will see more, some of the most dangerous people break out of jail because you don't have the officers there to got, uh, to guard them. Why? Because they're not being paid, sir. I'm just... Like, I'm really trying to keep my wits about me, but, like, the people who deserve it the most, people from the military, people um, working as police officers and everything, they, they're being, they're being hurt in the process of someone throwing a temper tantrum over something that's not a necessity. There's this is something that's not needed, and then you're claiming that you're gonna use the military to build the wall. So you're gonna use our military to build a wall that we don't need at the moment. And you wanna declare a state of emergency to basically override everybody. Like a ha ha, I get to build it anyway. <sighs> Like, it's, you weren't qualified. You didn't meet the qualifications of this job, sir. Did you not read the requirements? That's like me applying to be a surgeon. I don't know nothing about cutting people open. Look, you you hurt yourself around me. The most you're going to get is a prayer and a 911 phone call, okay? But, to move on from that, in Phoenix... A 29-year-old woman has just given birth. Sounds like a really good story, isn't it? You know, baby, new life being brought into the world. Yeah, here's the thing, though. The mother has been in a vegetative state for over 10 years. Now, how does that happen? Hmm? Hmm? Can somebody explain that to me, please? The mother, um, like I said, has been in a vegetative state for over 10 years. I think the facility is called Hacienda. Hacienda? <laughs> I don't say Lacienda <laughs> from Proud Family. But, uh... Okay, phone? Anyway. Um, the facility is called Hacienda. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, they are under investigation because, like I said, the woman has been in a vegetative state for over 10 years. They are a long living uh facility basically um if you someone is hurt and you don't want to take them off life support and everything because this woman is brain dead from far as i know of um they are a facility that will keep basically keep the person alive in a sense for however long because she's been there for over 10 years now the owner of the facility said you know she she's open to cooperate she'll do anything and everything possible that's not a problem um a dna order not dna order a order for dna has been uh given for every male (laughs) that works in that facility which it should be now here's the thing the ceo (laughs) of the facility has stepped down i think his name is bill thompson or thomas 
it's something on the team. But Bill has stepped down. When you go and look at this picture, he he looks as if he drives around in one of those creepy white vans that doesn't have windows on it or a back seat. It's just a metal floor. He looks like it's going to be a Law & Order SVU episode written all about him. Um, He looks like there's already a Law & Order SVU episode written all about him. And a Criminal Minds episode. To think about it, he looked kind of creepy. He looked a little suspect. And for you to step down in the midst of all of this controversy and investigation, sir, it don't look good for you, okay? But um, I, I want to see where this goes because... Like I said, the the family said that they will take care of the child, um, which is a great thing. But at the same time, they want to know who the father is and bring charges up, bring charges against them, which rightfully so. Now, to end this, because this went on longer than I expected it to, to end this on a slightly happier note, congratulations to Missy Elliott for being the first um female not rapper but the first female to be inducted into the songwriter hall of fame or not the first female yeah the first female rapper i believe is what it was um she's the first female hip-hop artist uh to ever be inducted into the songwriter hall of fame which rightfully so you should have been there missy because how many of us was dancing to uh, it was worth it. Let me work it. I put my thing down, flew it in reverse. It. It's your riffing Ain't nobody ever knew the words to that part, but it was actually her speaking backwards. <laughs> but congratulations to you, Missy. I love, I love Missy Elliott. There's a special place in my heart for Missy Elliott. But let's let's get on to some other topics and slightly things i don't want to talk about but we will because of the crappy world we are living in at the moment and we're back now before i get into unique thoughts and the seriousness and all of that of unique thoughts this episode i was started with a little humor to prepare you for everything else well, not really prepare you for everything else, but hey, this is my show. I'm starting how I want to. So, <laughs> I had to sing at a funeral recently. And let's just say this was the most interesting funeral that I have ever been to. Um, So, you know how some funerals, they do the slideshow before... Um, some, they do it during the slideshow, uh, not during the slideshow, during the actual funeral, right? Okay, so here's the thing. The slideshow is playing, the slideshow has to have at least a hundred or so pictures on it because we went through four songs, four songs for the slideshow. Now, <laughs> those songs included, um... Keisha Cole, You Complete Me, um, an old song from Eddie LaVert, um, and was, what was slightly uncomfortable about that one was, uh, 
part of the song or part of the chorus was uh i'm gonna miss making love to you and <laughs> we just all kind of looked around because <laughs> we were in the sanctuary um well it was uh like a chapel of a funeral home this is the first time i've ever sang at a funeral home um in the chapel but this is where the service was uh, but yeah let's see Keisha Cole Eddie Levert uh Anthony Hamilton and I want to say that was Marcia 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 Ambrosius I think that's what her name is from Floetry I think that's who he did uh did the song with but it's a rendition of As by um Stevie Wonder um let's see it was that one and I forgot the very first song that they played. But when I say sitting through that was very, <laughs> very interesting. Because at one point when Keisha Cole was playing and there was a part in the song that says, you held me down from the start or something like that. All you see is the wife because this person lost her husband. All you see is the wife like get real into it and put her finger up. Like, <laughs> and just start pointing at the air. You held me down from the start. Like, she she was really feeling that part. So, hey, you know, and everything they were saying about this man. Um, he was a great man. Partially, <laughs> the sister-in-law came up, or one of the sister-in-laws came up. It was like, you know, I really didn't know how I felt about her. <laughs> When my brother first bought her home, but he turned into a man because of her, and I respect her for that. Ma'am, that's not really the time or the place to tell this woman that you didn't necessarily like her and that you possibly still don't like her, um, but you respect her um, at your brother's funeral. This this not really the time or place for that, okay? <laughs> but, hey, I... <sighs> There were like four preachers that were in the family and they all wanted to do a little sermonette and have something to say. The expression part that people usually say, keep the two minutes, yeah, blew through that. Um, Some people were up there for at least five minutes. This funeral lasted for, <laughs> I kid you not, the funeral lasted to about 1.30. It started at 11 o'clock. This was a mini church service. When I tell you. We were so ready to go. <laughs> like we. You know out of respect. And everything for the family. Because we had to sing. Uh, the choir on part of. We had to sing. But. <laughs> when I say. <laughs> okay 11 o'clock. You know some funerals. At most. You'll go an hour. Hour and 15 not necessarily almost two hours or no yeah yeah past two hours about two and a half hours yeah no i could have did without that so yeah those are some of my thoughts during this <laughs> during that service but to get into what i part of me don't want to talk about but i feel like i have to this whole R. Kelly situation. Now, the um the R. Kelly situation, <laughs> I saw a tweet that said, you know, this has really brought out something in our 
community, in the black community, that said, you know, that's really like, there are pro-black men and there's pro-black community. There's a dif- there's a difference, there's a divide, which a lot of people still saying, oh, we're going to play his music. He's a legend. He's a powerful songwriter and all of these things. But this this man was a monster. <laughs> He, this this man had his own demons to deal with, and instead of dealing with his demons, he passed those demons on to other people, to women who did not deserve it. And what's crazier, because I'm come kind of come back to him, there was a interviewer. He uh, his name is Torrey uh, Torrey Nelbit. I think that's how you say his last name. Torrey, some of you might remember him from BET. He had um, he had a show on BET for a little while, or at least was a part of a show on BET for a while. He um, worked on MSNBC as a host. He is a music journalist, you know, all of these things. So he was a part of the whole Surviving R. Kelly docuseries that went on. He, um, I guess, did some interviews or something in it. To be honest, I when I first saw the preview for it, I was like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna watch it. But for own for my own personal reasons, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Maybe one day I can watch some of it, but I don't. I don't know. I couldn't bring myself to necessarily watch it all the way through because I think it was split up into six parts. Um, I thought it was only supposed to be like three or like three days or something like that, but it was split up into six parts. Um, but Torrey was a part of it. And if you remember back in, I think it was 2008, Torrey did an interview with R. Kelly asking him the question of, did he like teenage girls? And R. Kelly responded, when you say teen, you know, teenagers, like teens, how young are we talking? And, you know, Torrey was was like, teenagers, teens, you know, anyone with a teen in it. (laughs) And he was like, well, yeah, I have some, you know, 19-year-old friends, and I have some 18-year-old friends, whatever the case may be. Well, Torrey, who was a part of this docuseries, and who's had all of these things to say about R. Kelly and Harvey Weinstein with his horror boys. Um, well, has had sexual assault or sexual harassment um, claims brought up against him. And the female who brought it up was uh, saying that she brought it up basically because it, you you can't be the pot calling the kettle black. You condemning these men, but yet you took part of some some really irresponsible things and said some really unprofessional, out-of-the-way things when I was working with you. And she had screenshots of the apology Torrey sent, sent her Um on Instagram and people are saying well he seemed like he was just playing and he made a statement through a um 
through a representative of his saying that, you know, the crew that he had, they would always make edgy, you know, little scandalous jokes and stuff like that. But the things that she was saying, uh, he used to ask her about, you know, did you have sex over the weekend? And um, ask her what it would be like to have sex with him. And does she do, does she do certain things sexually? And if she hasn't tried it, she should try it with him. It was like, oh, all of those were jokes. And he said, now looking back, he hates that he did it. It was ignorant. No, sir, excuse me. Um, That's not joking to someone that you work with that you don't know. That's not joking. That's, that's sexual harassment. Now, he made all these comments about R. Kelly, but you're doing the same thing. You've been exposed for it. Um, and he's since released an apology and everything which uh i think he still has some type of talk show i don't don't know if it's a podcast or if he's still on tv he was supposed to do an interview with terry cruz and terry cruz if you've been following the whole me too movement and been following everything with terry cruz with him speaking out about things he's gone through in hollywood um with him being you know, sexually assaulted or sexually harassed and everything. Um, and Terry Crews tweeted and was like, yeah, that's canceled. There will be no interview. So, Teray, I can't with you. <laughs> I, I genuinely can't. Now, back to R. Kelly. R. Kelly, many celebrities are speaking out now. One in particular was Lady Gaga, who he had a song with back in 2013, I believe, 2012, 2013, that had, uh, that was called Do What You Want With My Body, or Do What You Want, and it was made kind of mocking the, what was being said at the time, which was all of the, oh, he's a pedophile, he's this, that, and the third, and the song Lady Gaga said she is pulling from iTunes because she said, oh, well, I was, I was, um, not under the influence, Jesus. <laughs> um, I made a bad decision. It was a bad personal call. This, this were things that should not have happened. Um, luckily they did not do a video for it, but they did a live performance, but, um, she was one of the people stating that she hates, you know, everything that's going on. She, looking back, she wished she didn't do the song and all of that. People drug Lady Gaga for a while because it was like, you're not saying anything. And I think she waited till the Oscars was over because she was in the movie A Star Was Born, um, which is which followed the life of... Mm, Jesus, I almost said Barbara Streisand. That wasn't her. Um, dang, Nebby, now I can't think of the woman's name. But in, she was in a movie The Star Was Born, and I think she ended up winning an Oscar for it. And some people think it was strategic for her to wait till after um, award season for the most part um, before she stay, stated something. And I think back in 2013, she was one of the people saying that, oh, he's a great artist. You know, these are just rumors that are basically calling the people that was 
accusing him liars. But now in this day and age, uh, I hate that they went through that. You know, I stand with these women because she was uh, she went through some things of her own. And she said that she would never wish that on anybody. But I don't I don't know how to feel about Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, I'm glad she said something. I'm glad the song is getting pulled because the fact that his music skyrocketed on stream as far as streams after all of this has happened is completely idiotic to me. But hey, it's the world we live in, apparently. Um, Nick Cannon released a statement, Kiki Palmer released a statement. Um, Kiki Palmer, who was a student of R. Kelly, stated, you know, she will never, um, take away the work that, will not take away, she will never, what was it, unlearn, not unlearn, Jesus, why is it when I start recording, I can never remember anything, but she said she is grateful for the lessons that she learned from him, but, you know, she said people go through hurt in their lives and you have the opportunity to either let it take take over you or to heal and to help others. And she basically said God gave R. Kelly several chances to fix himself and to heal and he did not take any of the, take any of those chances and she's she said she stands with the survivors and everything and basically she's upset and all of those things and she's angry with him nick cannon said basically black men we need to start to take enough for our black women because years ago he had a song with r kelly as well called gigolo now r uh he said at the time he didn't know what was going on but there were things that he turned a blind eye to and we all these are his words you know we've all in this industry turned a blind eye to something going on he said let's be real about it this industry was built on corruption and excuse me a bunch of basically but to me that that was a bs way out of this to be honest yeah you're right you you need all all men need to start taking up for their women um black women especially for the simple fact of had this been had he been raping you know little white girls it would have he would have been under the jail but that wasn't the case at some point i feel like people feel like black women are just disposable and what happens to us doesn't matter and i know a lot of people are like well this isn't a race issue you're right it shouldn't be a race issue but in a sense it's a race issue because if if this were women of who were white girls from a good neighborhood and all of these things this case would have been shut down he wouldn't have made it as far as he did in his career and he's a horrible horrible human being but what kills me is the fact that Nick Cannon said, you know, we've turned a blind eye. Everybody turned a blind eye to this man because of who he was. Not what he was or what he is, because of who he who he is 
as an artist, as a songwriter, as a performer, in a sense, as a vocalist. Well, you know, oh, it's it's, it's R. Kelly, you know, my mind telling me no, all of that. But yet, this is a corrupt human being. And y'all allowed him to continue, continually corrupt and hurt and abuse several women who didn't deserve it. No one deserves that. I think his brother came out and stated that he and R. Kelly were raped by their older sister. Or, yeah, I think by their 16-year-old sister at the time. Um, And I think at the time they were 12 and 11, I believe. But the brother stated that they were raped by their older sister. No one deserves that. The sister need to be in jail, too. But why pass that hurt down to someone else? And to the people that stood by and watched and let it happen, y'all deserve to be in jail too. I don't care who you are. You let it happen. You didn't say anything. You didn't stand up for these women. You let it happen. And for R. Kelly to say, oh, he's going to expose the people that were accusing him and Oh, he's setting up a website called Exposing R. Kelly Accusers, or and he's exposing them one by one. Sir, if you don't go kick the biggest boulder with open-toed shoes, or let Stevie Wonder lead you into oncoming traffic, I frankly don't care. Because no one deserves what you did to them. And for, like I said, for the people that turn the blind eye to it, the world we live in, for the sake of money, for the sake of having a name, for the sake of parties and favors and all of that, you allowed women to be hurt and to be abused and you turned your eye and did nothing. He should have been under the jail when the videotape came out. But no, because of who he is, that didn't happen. Sir, it's a special, special place in hell for you. Now, I don't have a heaven or a hell to send you to by any means necessary. I can't judge you. But when your judgment day comes, I... mm, No, no, no. I can't do that. I can't do that. (laughs) But when your judgment day comes, I pray that you've made peace with your demons. I pray that God has mercy on your soul. Because it's a special, special spot next to Satan for you. In the deepest depths of hell. And that's that's all I got for that one, because this thing genuinely pissed me off. We are back and I have somewhat settled my nerves in a sense um, (laughs) from unique thoughts and ready to move forward now this week for hey honey we have a voicemail 
or voice memo message we got a question y'all okay um hello caller are you there hey red this is jennifer so i have a little bit of a detailed message i know that the messages on here are like they they um record in minute long segments so this is probably going to be across several voicemails just so you can get the entire story so right now I'm in pharmacy school and I'm doing my rotations for my clinicals. So I work at a hospital and me and my supervisor have a really close relationship. We're really um, casual with each other and sometimes we joke about things. There's a friend that I have that also works at the, um, a separate hospital who I know through school. So jokingly, I said something to a supervisor around the lines of, you know, such, well, you know, at the other location, they don't care about patients and things like that, jokingly. I also said to my supervisor, well, you know, such and such in question also has a bit of an attitude, again, jokingly. Well, they somehow ended up on a phone call um, about three weeks later, and my guess my friend wasn't in the best of mood. She was very snippy and rude with my supervisor. And so my supervisor said, well, I don't understand why you're being such a hassle. I guess what, you know, Jennifer said about you was true. Now, my integrity as a person is being called into play. I also, unfortunately, had a messy-ass co-worker get involved and decide to go to my, co my, other, my other co-worker, my friend, and tell them what I said verbatim without any context behind what I said or why I said it or how I said it, how it was entirely sarcastic. Now, I have this, this friend or this previous friend, I should say, messaging me saying that I'm messy, saying like I'm just saying that I'm just like the other people in her life that have let her down and talked about her saying that I'm a bad friend she blocked me on Facebook she hasn't responded to any of my messages and then whenever I tried to talk to her in person about it since I couldn't get in talk in contact with her um, via text or social media she basically let me know that she was just gonna have to keep me at a distance that she forgive that she forgives me she accepted my apology but she was still gonna keep me at a distance she she was very short with me and she ended our conversation with me in mid-sentence and I don't necessarily know like how to move forward or what I should do my main thing that I want to do is beat the person's ass that decided to run and tell her what I said without the proper context but I also feel like if we were any type of real friends wouldn't you give me the benefit of the doubt to come and explain it to you first before you decided to attack me verbally and block me am I wrong I really want to know your opinion well, Jennifer, hey, honey, how are you? Um, whew. let's see, a couple of things. One, if anything, if you were friends with the person at the different hospital, first, you probably shouldn't have said that to your um, supervisor. If y'all cool, that's cool, whatever you know kiki or whatever but keep your friendships and your professional life separate sometimes you do build friends but build friendships and get close to people in um a work environment but what you can't bank on is the person that you don't know 
um, holding something in that you told them. It, especially if this person doesn't really know you like that and you don't know them like that. And also, you know, your friend wasn't around. So if you said, oh, she has a bit of an attitude or something like that, she wasn't around where she can kind of defend herself, even if y'all go back and forth like that. Um, she wasn't around in a place to say, hey, you know, well, I got the right to have an attitude. These people get on my nerves or whatever the case may be. Now, as far as your supervisor going and saying this during a business call or business part of whatever that should have been taken out so you can't be only mad at the person with the at your messy co-worker you have to also be mad with your supervisor because they brought it up first and then the messy co-worker kind of just added to it now your friend is slick reaching um you just like every other person in my life that let me down you know that's that's almost you know no one sticks around in my life. I had a cat when I was four years old and it left me. You know, you you slick reaching in a sense. But yeah, don't don't you can't you can't trust people that you don't know. You can't give them the benefit of the doubt of, oh well they know I'm just playing if they don't know you. Then they don't know you just playing. And as far as the coworker yeah, the coworker was the messy coworker was wrong, but that messy coworker needed some type of relevance in their lives, honey. They needed some form of entertainment. You have to be careful what you say around. You have to be careful what you say and who you say it around, because there some people will take it at face value and run with it without getting any depths or getting any context context around anything they're gonna take the good the bad and the ugly and run with it and tell it (laughs) run and spread whatever they can for the sake of their own entertainment now as far as the friend and your friendship goes if the person says, oh, well, you know, now I got to keep you at a distance and you've tried to reach out, you've tried to send messages, you've tried to explain yourself, then at this point, you have to just let it go. Okay, you got to keep me at a distance. Fine. If that's what's going to help you heal or whatever from what I said, then, okay, just just keep me at a distance. Yeah, in a sense, they should have gave you the benefit of the doubt. But also, people are different. And if she felt like, well, this person betrayed me because they're talking about me behind my back, then you you in a position of, or at least you've put this person in a position of feeling like they can't trust you. So if she says, you know, I got to love you from a distance, then let her love you from a distance. See, you've done your part. Say whatever else you can say. Hey, just know I was being sarcastic. I didn't mean it. There was, you know, this person told you this without context. Um, But I don't 
you know, I have no ill will or anything towards you. And if you still want to keep me at a distance, that's fine. But I just want to just want you to know that there's, you know, I have no issues or nothing with you. Um, there's no bad blood or anything between us. And hope that she feels the same way. And y'all just go your separate ways. And just call it a day. That's it. That's that's all you can do. And don't lose your job over the fighting the messy co-worker. Because what happens? You lose the, the economy that's set up now. You really want to lose your check? Hmm? You really want to mess up your spot, your residency, everything? You want to lose all of that? Oh, no, honey. Ain't nobody worth losing some money or losing your education. Ain't nobody worth that. I don't care how much mess and drama they bring to your life. You hold your head up high, you rise above it, and you keep pushing and keep collecting coins and education and degrees and all of those things. But, yeah, that's my advice for you, honey. And like I said, you have to be careful of what you say and around and who you say it around. That goes for anything. When you're speaking about other people, speaking on yourself, speaking on things you want to accomplish, speaking on your dreams. You have people that will encourage you. You have people that will take it and run with it. As far as go and spread and tell lies, tell their own version. And you have people that sit with it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is what it is to them. But this should make you more aware of who you have around you. Who's watching you. And. Hmm. (laughs) Lost my train of thought that quickly. But who you have around you, who's watching you and what you're saying. But hope that helped you, honey. We have reached the end of episode 10, y'all. I can't really scream at the moment. I'm not in the position to scream. But, y'all, we've reached the end of episode 10. I I ain't gonna lie, this episode wasn't what I expected it to be <laughs> or what I pictured it to be. But, um, I'm gonna say I'm still gonna do what I normally, not normally, but what I plan to do. Because I feel like it was going to be a really good topic. But this, all of this stuff that's going on right now, I, I had to speak my piece on it. But, yo, we've reached the end. We've reached 10 episodes. Lord, I pray you take me to 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 more. And keep going above and above and above. And getting better and better and better. And Jesus, who is this? Sir, I hope you're at the wrong... Oh, not the wrong house. I hope you're at the right house. It's always something that distracts me in these episodes. <laughs> Usually, it's the cat. And this time, I guess because of when I'm recording, it's... Alright. Alright, person. Uh, Usually, uh, it's the cat. But like I said, I'm 
recording at a different time and I guess the cat only comes out late at night which I'm going with the name Frankie for the cat the cat is going to be named Frankie um which means the other cat that I spotted in the last episode name will be Francis so I will keep you updated on Frankie and Francis um because I really believe they're up under my house and they go and come as they please um and if you don't know about the cats you have to go back some episodes because Frankie and Francis kind of came out of nowhere Francis just popped up last week but Frankie Frankie (laughs) Frankie do guest appearances anyway for unique speaks this episode it was originally going to be a poem but that was to go along with the theme of my original idea for this episode but since that didn't happen you get no poem this week and to be honest with you the poem wasn't finished anyway but that's my business not yours uh (laughs) so the quote for this week is god doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the call and i know that's been on several memes that's been on just many people have said it many pastors and everything but i mean that it means so much because some a lot of the times we are our own worst critics we believe we're not good enough we believe that we're not pretty enough we believe that we're not strong enough or we're not intelligent enough or we can't do all of these things because we focus more on our imperfections rather than what we do have and what we are capable of and we can't accomplish this because of this there's always something with us but God didn't put us here just one completely unqualified he (laughs) he didn't bring us here and put us here to be perfect and a lot of times we believe we have to be perfect to before we come to God and to accomplish the things that he has set for us to accomplish and accomplish our purposes and everything and that nature we have to be a certain way and I I include myself in this because even going to God I feel like well God I'm not qualified for this because here I do all of these things and I'm uh, guilty of a lot of things. So, <laughs> God, there's no way possible that you are calling me to be in front of a church to do poetry or call me to be a youth minister or a youth leader over children or teens that not with all my imperfections <laughs> y'all know I cuss and <laughs> I drink and all of these things but as I stated he doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the call if he called us to it we'll make you think he's going to let us go at it alone first of all and go at it with no help from him If he called us to it, he's going to bring us through it, period. But that that one hit me. (laughs) If he called us to it, he's going to bring us through it. 
So it doesn't matter if you feel like you're qualified or not. If he called you, you're qualified. Point blank period. People don't qualify you. People don't have a heaven or a hell to send you to. People have no say so over the purpose that God has placed before you. People have no standing against God. So therefore, it doesn't matter if you feel like you're qualified. God said you are qualified. Point blank period. End of discussion. Now, until next time, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to I think this is a longer episode (laughs) than I expected it to be um but sticking around to the end thank you for continuously coming back and giving me feedback on how I can get better and all of those things honey thank you thank you thank you I love you so much red people if you do not know why I call you red people it's because my name is red and you are my people and until next time please always remember that l-o-v-e is all we need talk to you soon love you